and welcome to The Harvest. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here and uh, we have taken the time to sit down with a new missionary and uh, I want to uh, I, I want to introduce you to her and her name is Jessie Harshbarger. How are you doing, Jessie? <laughs> I am doing good. How are you, Pastor Joseph? I am doing great. Welcome to The Harvest and uh, I want to you know, just let people know that the harvest is here to talk about missions, not just about missionaries, but how people can get involved. And so I wanted to start off by uh, asking you, how did you get into missions and uh, where are you uh, a missionary to? Ah, that's a really good question. So really, we have to go all the way back many years. We won't say how many years. Um, but many years when I was eight years old, God called me into missions at kids camp. Of all places, I am one of those kids that got called at kids camp. Um, and so God told me at eight years old, you're going to be a missionary and you're going to reach the next generation. And so that's that's really, I grew up just knowing that, grew up knowing, hey, this is the calling of my life. This is what God's asked me to do. And whenever I got into college, I'm going to be honest, I got really scared. And so I went to safe ground. I went to um, education and became a preschool director, a summer camp director, and did that for many years. And it wasn't until four years ago that God was like, it's time, Jesse, it's time. Um, one thing that I always told God too, and I'm going to throw this out there, I didn't want to go alone. I wanted nothing to do with being alone and being a missionary. And so the same week that God said it was time, the same week that I surrendered myself once again, to the calling of God four years ago. Remember, I worshiped, I, I am a Jesus lover since, since an early age, but I had to surrender my life all over to him. And so when I did do that, that same exact week, I had a friend show up at my front door because I told God, remember, I don't want to go alone. I don't want to be by myself. Friend showed up, knocked on the front door, and she was holding this little eight, 10 week old rescued boxer puppy. And she said, Hey, Jesse, God told me this is your dog. And so she handed me this little dog that um, you guys don't know, but her name is Zoe. And Zoe, the missionary dog, goes with me and has. We live in Honduras. We're missionaries in Honduras. Zoe has spent most of her life overseas, but is also here in the United States. But I don't go alone. God cares about the small details. So we are missionaries in um, Honduras. Awesome. So uh, that's kind a of a long... Do you have a picture of Zoe? There you go. Of course, because everybody's like, we want to see the, the Zoe. <laughs> that's awesome. Precious. So, so you're you're in Honduras, and uh, uh, you mentioned that you are uh, have an education background. How has that helped you in the mission field? You know, it's amazing. It has it has opened up some doors. Um, I think really with the education background, you wouldn't see so much of the fact of like teaching in a school or something like that. But I think what really it helped is just the passion for kids. The passion for youth has come in a lot in the sense of um, it doesn't intimidate me if we go and speak to a group of five kids or if we go and there's 500 kids. Um, so it's really helped in that in that aspect of, hey, 
we can just chill with anybody and, and life is good. Yeah. Uh, talking in front of children can be very intimidating if you've never done it before. Uh, I Before coming on board with my church and being a, a, a full-time pastor, I, I did 22 years of lay ministry with Royal Rangers. And so every week I was teaching. And, and sometimes the things that we do, we think, Oh, I, you know, I don't know if this is making a difference or if I'm doing what God wants me to do. You mentioned that you 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 went to a safe uh, place of doing education and thinking that you're going to uh, be a teacher, but you know, that was probably part of God's plan. And and we don't know the steps that we need to take in order to get to where God wants us to be. So a lot of times we have to be careful not to say, well, you know, maybe I should have been X, Y, Z earlier, but God has his own timing and he knows you and he knows me and what I need. Uh, so having, having been uh, overseas and uh, what are you doing right now? So right now, um, I am a full appointed missionary. I don't know if you guys understand that, but with Go the ahead and explain of God, that. What was that? Go ahead and explain that. Okay. Well, with the Assembly of God, there's different, you can be a missionary associate, which the best way to explain that is basically you're interning under missionaries, career missionaries, people that are, that are called, that are full appointed, that are saying, hey, this is what God has called me to do for the rest of my life. And so I did spend two years um, doing that. I interned under some amazing missionaries that taught me, that poured into me, but came home in December 2019 to become fully appointed in March of 2020. So, you know, whenever we say that, that 2020 was nothing, 2020 was a big, big year for this girl because it was fulfilling that call that God had on my life. Um, and so now I am, I am full appointed and will head back full appointed, um, meaning that I am going back. Oh, I'm losing my voice. (laughs) I am going back and you know, this is what I see, um, that God has called me for the rest of my life is to serve him and to go where he is called. Yeah. And it's interesting because, Coming back home to be fully appointed, you didn't realize what was going to happen over the course of the next year and a half. And, and, and so for a year and a half, you were here. Were you itinerarying and, um, and doing that? Um, explain to people what that is. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. So um, itineration, the best way to explain it for a lot of people is we are raising our funds. Um, we are raising our funds to get back to the field because it's not something free. Like we can't just go and get a job there because our job is to is to reach people. Our job is to to be Jesus to another country, to um, just love people, to get involved in ministries down there. And what better way to go into a country to say, hey, I'm here. I'm here to serve. Um, I'm not here to get a job and have to have to, you know, take some of your money. No, I'm here to come and, and to be a part. Um, and so really that's what this last year and a half is doing is raising those funds to give back to the field. So that's what I've been doing since March, 2020, 
but we kind of lost a whole year. Let's just yeah. be honest. I think we all look back at, at um, 2020 and we're like, what, what happened that year? Um, so still here, still raising funds. The high hopes is to be back on the mission field in January. Awesome. Very good. So uh, with raising funds, with being a missionary, I think you're probably the first uh, missionary interview that we've been able to do that actually has a missionary dog. So uh, what does Zoe do with you uh, on the mission field? And, and, and are you able to take her around with itineration also? Yeah, that's good. Um, my district actually loves Zoe. I get calls from pastors all the time. Hey, Jesse, is there any way that um, that you can come speak this Sunday? And and I'll say, sure, pastor. And they're like, one, you ha- there's one thing you have to do. And I'm like, of course. They're like, Zoe, the missionary dog has to come. Um, so Zoe is really known in the district. Zoe travels with me from church to church. Um, we go to kids' churches because Zoe truly is a gift from God. And um, she is just this loving beast. Even though she's a boxer, she just has this heart of gold for people. Um, and not only on this side, you know, in the United States, but even overseas, it's been amazing. Um, I didn't start learning Spanish till four years ago. Because let's be honest, you know, that's how we as 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 humans, as Christians, we work. We're like, no, 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 no. You know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And then God's finally like, yes, you are. And so I started learning Spanish four years ago. So I am nowhere near perfect in this language, but there's something so common about a dog in its language. We can walk in somewhere and I may not be able to have a conversation, but I can love on Zoe. They can love on Zoe. And it's just like this complete amazing little bond that we all have gained. One of my closest friends in Honduras, when I first met her, I could, I could speak like a kindergartner, right? But she loved me no matter what, like she was so patient. But what bonded us so much was Zoe. And to this day, she's still one of my closest friends. Like, you know, my language has gotten better, but her love for Zoe has grown and so it's amazing how that happens. Now, if you were to ask my mom and dad what they love about Zoe, it is because of the protection. Um, sure. Zoe Absolutely. is a guard dog in and out. Like here at my house here, if somebody were to come knock at the front door, she would go bonkers. And it's the same way in Honduras. She's a sweetheart. She just wants to say hi, but her big bark like really scares people. So to my mom and dad, she's protection. Yeah, because... A lot of times we meet missionaries, we, we meet singles, and then we have families. And and so I can understand being in a different country, in a different culture, by yourself. Uh, as a man, it's not that scary, but as a woman, it is a little bit more scary. Uh, but to have the dog there is, uh, I can see the benefits of, of having that. And uh, like you said, being able to bond uh we have we have things that we can do to bond with people uh a lot of people love animals now i'm gonna say something about myself i'm not an animal lover i I love other people's animals but i i have children so they're my pets and uh, (laughs) and i know that (laughs) i know that uh people's pets are like their children so i i jest in that way but it is uh, it's it's wonderful to see and and to be able to use that uh, to use Zoe to to 
cut down barriers, whether it's um, shyness and uh, or just not being able to uh, think you can communicate. That is a wonderful idea, and I and I think probably some more missionaries or even people here could be able to do that. I know we have a lady here at our church that will take her dog to the hospitals and be able to minister that way. But, you know, to think, oh, I'm going to take my pet to minister, it's like, wow, that's a brilliant concept. Yeah, the one thing that, um, you know, that I kept telling God I didn't want to go alone. And so that's exactly what God did. I'm not alone. God brought family. And, um, you know, as a single missionary, it's so true. It is, it's a different world. Um, I don't have a spouse next to me. I don't have kids next to me, but God said, Hey, I don't want you to go alone, but I do need you to be alone in this season. Um, I do need you to have the confidence to go as a single because I have learned so much as a single and just having the, I live in, I live in Tegucigalpa, Honduras by myself, Um, you know, because we can do it. So if I can encourage anybody, any single out there, don't feel like that you can't do it because you can do it. And uh, maybe God will bring you a missionary dog too, because they help a lot. <laughs> yeah. So uh, explain to us in, in what you do in Honduras, you, you're meeting with uh, churches. Are you reaching out to schools? What, uh, what is your, what does it look like for you in Honduras? It's, it's a good question. There's a, a couple of, different things. We like to do kids programs. Of course, um, I think that's the best way to reach anybody. My heart is to reach the next generation. Um, That didn't just happen four years ago. Um, That has been since I was young, since I was about 14 and started ministry. My heart has just been to reach the next generation. And so in doing that, we do it through kids ministry. We do it through youth outreaches. Sometimes they're inner city, but sometimes we're putting a pack on our back and we're going upriver for four hours, we're getting out and we're hiking for another two, four hours, and we're sleeping in hammocks for a week just to reach people that have never heard the gospel. And so that's really what we do. Um, where the need is, where where we can love on people the best, I think as missionaries too, one of the most important things we can ever do is come alongside the Christians there and say, hey, you're not alone. We're here to support you. You are not in this fight alone. Um, And that's probably one of my most cherished things that God has done for me is right away. He brought amazing friends in my life that are strong Christians in another country. And so I can come alongside of them and support them in the ministry, but they come alongside of me and they're like, Hey, you're family. You're not alone. Come over and have dinner with us. You know, um, so it's amazing how God works in that aspect. It's not just about us going, me personally, going out and reporting to you, hey, we had, you know, a hundred people saved. Sometimes it's saying, hey, I got to be a part of this church and support them as they went out because they can reach so many more people than I ever could in their own country. So yeah. we really just like to reach the next generation. It's my heart. Very good. How how would you encourage those that are watching right now to do the same thing? Uh, a lot of times we, we look at missionaries as uh, they're the ones that go out and they're, they're doing what God has uh, called them to do to be able to reach their com- uh, the communities that they've been placed in. But, well, you know, I, I just have to go to church. That's it. Uh, how, how, do we, how do we get people 
to be missionary-minded uh, in their own communities? I think the best way with that is to remember the day that you were saved. The day that you said yes to Jesus was the day that you said yes to the Great Commission. Um, and the Great Commission is in Matthew, and it says to go into all the world and preach the good news into all the world. Pastor Joseph, you're right. Some of us, we put on our boots and we head out of the country. But the truth of the matter is, if I can say it, our country yeah. needs Jesus so much more here. Like here, the need is great. And sometimes it's not even about going out and preaching to the multitudes. Sometimes it's taking church outside of your four walls, remembering that when you're in that building, you're supposed to be fed up. God is supposed to give you, you know, you're supposed to get all this, all this Jesus in you to be able to walk outside those doors and pour all that Jesus out to everybody outside those doors. And then you should also be doing that at home, filling yourself up. But sometimes we think that Sunday is just a, a time just for us, just for, you know, this is my time to worship Jesus. No, it's your time. It's your time to get ready for the battle that starts outside those doors. And your battle starts the moment that you you walk outside the, those doors, the way that you are with your families. Um, others see that. You're showing Jesus um, the way that you are to the to the grocery, the person that's bagging your groceries, people are seeing that. Um, sometimes opening your eyes and being being uh, observing what is around you. If you open your eyes and you say, "God, give me eyes like you," you're going to see that that cashier has tears in her eyes. And when that happens, you're going to say, "Hey, you okay?" Something as simple as that. You never have to say the word of Jesus. You just have to show people that you care. Um, another way, Pastor Joseph, is getting involved in your church, um, getting involved in, in youth and in kids ministry and women's ministry and men's ministry, getting involved and pouring into that next generation. Because if you look, those are your those are your future missionaries. Those are your future pastors, your future doctors. What better way to reach the world than to pour into that next generation? Yeah, very, very good. Um, yeah, it, it's a mindset. And a lot of times we get very comfortable. And growing up in the church, I, I would see people go to church. And, and then as I got older, I, I would go out and see people, oh, they go to church, but then you sit down with them, you're like, wow, they don't really act like a Christian. So a lot of times we, we, we think that just going to churches means that I'm a Christian or I'm doing what God's asked me to do. But in reality, like you said, the Great Commission is to go out into all the world. Well, right here is the world. Uh, Honduras is the world. If I was to go to uh, Africa, that's the world too. So it's not defined by going out somewhere else other than where we are because right here is very important and there's there's something that you mentioned that i i want to kind of briefly touch on is that you prayed to god that you did not want to be alone and god knows our hearts he knows our fears he knows our needs and he's not going to put us in a position to where we're not going to be effective and, and so being in prayer, just saying, hey, Lord, I'm scared, or Lord, I, I need help. 
is very important. And, and we need to remember that. We need to let people know that because a lot of times we can say, oh, I, I, you know, I'm in school right now and I just, I don't know if I can talk to people about Jesus. I just need to pray and say, Lord, give me strength or give, give me an opportunity. Give me something that I can do to reach others that are around me. And Zoe is that awesome little uh, nugget of, uh, of what God has done and what he's using with you. And, and I think that's important for people to understand that we, God's not going to just throw us out there and say, good luck. <laughs> he's going to be right there with us. He listens to us. He, he heard your prayers. He, he gave you uh, a companion to be able to go around and not just for safety, but also to be able to break down those walls, to open up opportunities for conversation. So I just want you to know as you're watching or listening that God's not going to ask you to do something that, that you can't do. Uh, we all can talk to people. We all can uh, be able to uh, pray. I mean, prayer is huge. We need prayer. And we need to be praying for those around us. If we pray for the people that we want to reach, God's going to give us that opportunity. And we're going to be able to uh, reach out and then disciple others and help them to do the same thing. Because if we are able to make disciples and have them do the same thing, imagine how, how easier the load is going to be. So I just wanted to give you guys that, that encouragement. Um, real quick, uh, we're, we're kind of getting close to uh, that time. And I told you it was going to go by quickly. Uh, but uh, Jesse, uh, would you pray for uh, those that are watching and listening and uh, just pray that um, God would help them to be bold and, and to be missionaries where they are? I will. I would love to. Let's All pray. Right. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, God. I thank you so much for this time together. God, I thank you for every person that is watching. God, I pray that you are um, working in their hearts, working in their minds. God, I pray for boldness, God. I pray for boldness for them to stand up for you, God. Stand up for you in a time where, where it seems like if we stand up, that it's going to be hard times. But God, I pray that you give them boldness and give them strength, God, just to worship you, God, in, in these times, God, just to be willing to say, hey, I believe in Jesus. I want to tell others who he is. God, I pray specifically for those that right now that are listening, that may have a call on their life, but something is holding them back. God, I pray that they step out and they realize the moment that they take that step, that you're already in that step. God, I pray that you bring people around them that will encourage them, God, that will pour into them. God, allow them to know that they're not in this journey alone. God, for every person that is watching today. God, I pray for blessings and peace over their life. Let them know that in this journey of worshiping you, of walking with you, that they're not alone. Because in the truth, we are all family and we're all in this together. God, I thank you so much for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. And Father, we lift up Jesse and Zoe. Lord, I pray that your protection would be upon them. I pray, Lord, that uh, as they're itinerating, uh, that, 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 Lord, that the doors would open wide, that, the, that you would be able to provide for their needs out on the mission field. And, Lord, uh, 
I pray that that you would tenderize the hearts of those that are listening, tenderize the hearts of those that are going to be around us to be open and accepting of the gospel to, uh, to, for us as Christians to be able to, uh, be able to, to, to preach the gospel, not just to preach, but Lord, to be able to give hope and light. And so that we can change the, uh, the, the trajectory of those that are around us towards you. And, and Lord, I pray that, um, as, uh, as Jesse and and Zoe are getting ready, that Lord, that you would put them out into the field, and and that the harvest would be there. That that Lord, that you prepare the way of uh, of those that they come in contact with. That that uh, right now, as you're working in their lives, that when uh, Jesse and the church has come together, that that. Together they can reach the lost. Together they can uh, give hope to those that that have no hope. And and for the for us here too, Lord, I pray for those that are in uh, in our, in you know just regular United States and and are going about our business. Lord, give us that heart. Give us that calling. You've called every single one of us to be able to go and be salt and light. I pray, Lord, that we take the opportunity in our jobs, take the opportunity in our homes, in our neighborhoods, and in, 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 in our churches to be able to help others to know you better. We thank you, Lord, in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to put the link for uh, how to get a hold of you down below in the banner below. And I, I want people to uh, reach out to you and be able to... Uh, pray for you, uh, find out what, you know, what's going on with your life, but also to support you too. And so we're going to have that, in, uh, right here below, but also in the description to be able to click on and go to, uh, go to her site. So Jesse, thank you so much for coming and being with us here on the harvest. No, thank you so much, pastor. It has been a blast. Um, Zoe's actually been asleep over there. And so calmness completely. We love that's, it. Thank you so much. That's great. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, hopefully maybe we can uh, find out more about what's going on later on and we'll be in touch. But, uh, you know, I just want to make sure that, uh, you know, that you have people praying for you and supporting you as you go about uh, the, uh, the missions work. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And uh, thank you for watching. And if you find uh, that this interview is uh, a delight, if you find it valuable, please share this with your friends and uh, show others uh, what, uh, what they can do also in this harvest. And we will see you guys next week. God bless you. Uh -huh.